0: Hi everybody, I'm Taylor Onion and this is Power the Journey. We are powered by Gameplan with partners such as the NFL, NBA, Pac-12 and over 300 athletic organizations. Gameplan is the only all-in-one platform for total athlete development on and off the field. Gameplan is also the single largest community of student athletes seeking employment opportunities in the world. So whether you're an organization looking to create comprehensive e-learning education or an employer looking for your next star employee, ask yourself, did I gameplan it? For more information, visit GamePlan at WeAreGamePlan.com. That's WeAreGamePlan.com. All right, as I mentioned, I'm Taylor Onion. I am excited to be rejoining you as the regular host for the show. And we are kicking off a new era where we'll be talking to folks from all aspects of athletics, from former athletes to administrators at the collegiate and pro levels and, and everything in between. And today's guest is the Senior Director of Leadership Development and Events at Women Leaders in College Sports. She is a former volleyball and basketball student athlete and spent some time working with the Women's Basketball Coaches Association before joining Women Leaders in October of 2018. Kara Hess, welcome. How are you?
1: I am so good, Taylor. I am so excited to talk to you and just
0: excited to be on here today. Absolutely. Well, we're excited to have you, and and like I said offline, excited to have you as kind of the first conversation of of my regular hosting on on Power the Journey. So, uh, first of all, in my research on you, I knew that you played basketball in college. I had either forgotten or didn't remember that you also played volleyball in college. So let's start with student athlete experience. Two sporter, what was your experience like? Um. One. I'm so glad I'm I'm your I'm your
1: first. We're gonna say. First is the best. I know normally it's first is the worst, second is the best, but we're gonna say first is the best today. Um, But I will say my student athlete experience was hands down. um, I don't think it could be any better. Um, I was, uh, I don't know if you mentioned this, but I was a D2 athlete. So I I was at the time when it was, I chose D2 was our tagline. And I can honestly say, you know, I really did choose um, division two, big advocate for that division. Um, Love all the divisions, but as a D2 athlete, really just respected my time there. Um, The way it, it kind of worked for me is I actually, I was recruited to play volleyball and I was playing, I played volleyball for three years and I played basketball for three years and I overlapped for two. So I was like able to have five years, five years of eligibility and it was amazing. And the way it worked out too is, you know, I'm best friends with all the older volleyball girls. And then when I went to basketball, I'm way closer with everyone my age and some of the younger girls. So I just was able to build some incredible relationships um, Two sports was really, really tough that first year. Um, I still remember I would. there's no way I could have done it without my parents. Uh, I had a volleyball tournament we lost in the GLIAC finals and my mom and dad had to drive me eight hours to Ashland. And I played in a basketball game like five hours later, we got there like super late. And then I played a oh, basketball game um, like the second game of the season and i had to go over there and I, uh my parents i played two college sports and my mom and dad didn't miss one of my games my entire college career so oh my gosh yeah yeah i think it's pretty it was pretty awesome and the administration was unreal and my friends were unreal i was involved in in sac i really just dove into my college like experience in fair state um the bulldogs i always like say bulldog for life uh they it was just at the time Perk Weisenberg was our AD and he really just catapulted our athletics and I, I, I could talk about it all day. So you tell me you want to know more and I, I can keep talking about that because it was great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, obviously, at some point you decided somewhere along the way, you decided that a career in athletics in some capacity was what was going to be right for you. So tell me a little bit about, OK, you hit that second semester senior year, you hit graduation what happens next? What was the transition like? Was it easy for you to get a job? What did you feel like in that space?
1: Yeah, well, we'll take it back even a little bit more than that because um, I switched my major six times. Oh, um, okay, that's <laughs> something I think you want to do. Um, but I truly, I at the time really didn't know what I wanted to do, and then finally, one of my last majors before I um, transitioned into sports communication and a minor in integrated marketing was uh, I was going to be a police officer and. You know i still remember that the dean brought me in and goes kara you're just you're just not a cop <laughs> i was like i don't think i am and uh they told me about this program with dr uh, sandy a alsbach and i was like okay i need to do this and i ju- jumped right in absolutely loved it and from that time on i always thought i wanted to be the next erin andrews she was really big when i was in college and mm-hmm. uh, so I started being the face of the Bulldogs. I did all of our like game time events, even though I was a student athlete, I would still like, you know, I would go on the big screen and I would do game time activities. Uh, we were division one hockey. So we had, you know, our game day experience for division one hockey was incredible. So I was able to do all of those events uh, and I really loved it. But what it kind of took was I went and did an internship with my high school athletic director, my senior year, going, my like going into my senior year, like my fifth year. So my super senior year. And when I did that, I realized like, Oh my gosh, there's this whole business side of sports. And I had never even realized it. And you would think I would because I was in SAC and I was really involved with like pretty much our administration, but I didn't really get it. And after that internship, I realized like, okay, I, I want to get into the business side. Uh, And so what I did when I graduated um, I really just, a lot of people, I graduated with 16 people with the same major and minor with me. And out of those 16, only like three of us are still in athletics, sure. but you you know, this, you, you get offered a job out of you are a student athlete. You get offered this, you know, 60 grand job to go work at, you know, a corporate, a corporate fortune 500 company. And a lot of people take it, nothing wrong with it, but I knew I wanted to be in college athletics. I knew I wanted to be in that space some way. And I, uh, I applied for this internship in Atlanta. It was called the Women's Basketball Coaches Association. And I was like, I didn't think I was going to get it. I had no idea. And what was really cool is um, when I applied for it and my, at the time, boss, Stephanie Baron dollar actually shares a story all the time. It's one of the main reasons I got the role is because a couple of my references had, had children, couldn't answer during the daytime, and took the time to call her back and explain to her why I should get the role and why I should get that. And two weeks later, I moved to Atlanta for a nine-month internship. Um, and it was hands down, it was just one of the most amazing things ever. But what I always like to share when I tell that story is, is I could have easily not taken an internship. That was gonna be my fourth internship. And I was like, gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. and um, I am cannot be more happy and I can truly say like where I'm at in my career is because I took the internship because of the things I learned during those nine months because of what I was able to do and uh, that's why I'm here where I am today and I'm just so glad that I didn't that transition period you know you have an athlete mindset it's always like what's next what's next and obviously I wanted a full-time role and it took a lot of it took you know my ego I had to be like you know what Nope, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go go apply for another internship and take this role. And and that's what I did.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the most um, it's something people don't consider in athletics a lot. And I can remember being in a similar situation, being in my master's program where I was working in college athletics and, you know, talking to my coach and a few other mentors and things like that as I'm trying to figure out, okay, what's this next step going to be? And I'm like, well, you know, I saw this this internship in academics, which I don't have experience in that, but I think that's kind of where I want to go. And everybody's like, you don't want to, you don't need an internship after you have a master's degree. And I'm like, well, it sounds like good work experience. I get to live in Memphis for a year. You know, I I don't know, maybe it'll be something. So, and of course I took it and and that the same thing for me, right. I've had the experiences that I've had to date are because I chose to go and and take that internship and work a couple of side jobs to make it work and, and all those good things. So I want to get into, obviously what you're doing now at Women Leaders. And I want to get into the, how that kind of came to be, but I have to go back to the police officer major, the cop major, because I have to ask, were you, I mean, did you six times is, I changed mine once so I can empathize, but six times is a lot. So at some point were you just, you know, was it like a teammate was going through that and you're like, oh, I could probably be a cop too. And, and you jumped on the bandwagon or <laughs>
1: I just really, I feel like when you're 18, you're just, you don't know. Like, I didn't know it was out there in life. I was, I played three high school sports in my life with sports. And I'm like, what, what am I going to do? So I like started off in like recreation. And then I wanted to be a math teacher. And then I wanted to be a gym teacher. Then I went into like, I wanted to be a physical therapist. And then there was one more in there and I'm forgetting because there was, oh no, then the next one was. The cop, and then the next one was the sports communication. And I, it was truly like you're just put in this place and it's like figure out what you want to do. And I still remember one of my, I will remember this till the day I die, is my dad looked at me when I was like going through all this and I was like, dad, I have no idea what I want to do. And he goes, Honey. And at the time he was 55, he is not 55 anymore, but at the time he was 55 and he goes, Honey, I'm 55 years old and I still don't know what I want to do. <laughs> and when he said that though, it was kind of like, gosh, like you're right. Like at any point in your life, you can change your path. You can change where you're going. You can change what you want to do. And at that point, I was like, you're right. Like, I'm going to go into this right now. And if it changes, it changes and it's okay. And I'm so glad I did because let me tell you, I wouldn't have been a good cop. I wouldn't have been a good, you know, all those other fields I was in, I I know I'm I'm at where I'm supposed to
0: be. And, um, (laughs) but yep. I had
1: to change it six times to get here, and now I'm
0: here. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Six six times a charm in this case. <laughs> I think that's um that's like one of the biggest myths to me about the student athlete experience or really just about being a college student in general is that you should have it figured out by the time you leave. But also, I think as as you know, the years have gone on for me, a lot of people feel like they're supposed to have it figured out before they even get there. So you can take the right, you know, kind of prerequisites to get into the major that you want or to get into the grad school, all these things. And it's like, you know, there's, there's no fixed timeline. You can do it. However you think you should do it.
1: Heck heck yeah. We always talk about that women leaders. We have people that come into our programming, like, you know, a lot of our programming it's, you know, know, very goes up on the path of your career, but we have sometimes like, older individuals and some of our starting off career paths because they changed their career mid-career. You know, we used to to be teachers, used to be accountants. And they're like, we want to get into college athletics. You you know, age is just a number. And if you have a passion and want to get into something, it's like, go get it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can remember to that point, I can remember being at um, the women's leadership symposium in, this was still NACWA. So back in 2015 in Baltimore. And it was a mix, right? Like I was about to go take, I just finished my master's. I'm about to go take an internship. And then there's other women in the room who are significantly farther along in their careers and their lives. And they were in either similar roles or trying to break into the space. And so, yeah, it's it's always super interesting. But this is a good segue. So I want to jump into uh, to what's going on at women leaders, you wear a lot of hats. You have a, you have a nice concise title, but you wear a lot of hats at women leaders. So tell us a little bit about your current role and how did you get to that point from your internship with the WBCA?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll take it back a little bit. Um, another, I have like a couple of stories, my dad's story, and then my internship story that I think are two of my favorite stories. Uh, but it was the last day of my internship at the WBCA. And I, my parents were on their way to come pick me up, you know, driving from Michigan, I'm born and raised Michigan girl, they're driving from Michigan to come get me in Atlanta. And, um, Daniel Donahue, who was the executive director there still is incredible leader, pulls me in with all the senior director leaders. And she goes, bruh, you know, it was just after the final four. And she's like, Kara, we don't know what the title is going to be. We don't know the salary and we don't know what you're going to do, but we want to hire you full time. And I did everything you're not supposed to do. And I said, I'm in, Um, you know, right there, right then, because I just trusted the leadership so much. And I think that speaks volumes about anywhere you go in your career, honestly, as a student athlete, trusting the coach, like aligning with their values. And I knew, I knew that Danielle had me. I knew that I valued the WBCA. I knew what I wanted to do. And I remember calling my parents and I was like, I got a job. And they were like, asking me all these questions. And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) And uh, over the next, I stayed full time at the WBCA for about four years. And over the next four years, is we kind of transformed this role for me. Um, I, I I envisioned what a role I would want in my life, and I never knew it existed. And at the time, I, I at every point in my life, I've always been in my dream role. So when I was at the WBCA, I was in my dream role. It was like everything in my brain I thought of, everything that I wanted to be a part of, I was doing. Um, was doing all of our education at the time. We just went through a, a brand relaunch. So we were doing a ton of education online. So I was the manager of education. So I went there, did all of that, did the education purposes. I was traveling to events. I was doing everything at the final four. It was, it was amazing. I was living in Atlanta in my like early twenties and it was just an incredible time. But I, once again, I say this, I didn't know any role I've had. I didn't know existed probably two years to be before I had it. Right. So applied to the WBCA, I have no idea what it was, same thing with women leaders. And the way I got connected with women leaders is they were a partner, um, a partner, a partner of the WBCA and uh, every single final four. I always knew Patty Phillips. I always knew where Patty Phillips was. And when I, i worked now for two amazing leaders, Daniel Donahue and Patty Phillips, and which I think is so great. They are exact, like they are exact opposites. And that's what I think is so cool about leadership is they're just, there's not one right way to be a leader. And that is what I have learned and kind of my career path is it's, you know, it's, you can be so many different ways to be a great leader. And I would always see Patty at the final four. And every time I'd see her, I'd walk up to her. I'd shake her hands. Um, honestly, I, I remembered her drink choice. So I'd always like bring her a drink. I kind of, I just remembered her and I would always follow up with her after the final four, I'd write her a handwritten note. A note. I would do all the little things. And when the position became available at women leaders, I also was super honest with the WBCA. I knew I wanted to get into administration. I knew I needed to do a transition and they were amazing and knew the minute the right job came, they were like, we want, we want to catapult you, go where you want to go. And this job became available at Women Leaders and I applied. And I think like five minutes later, Patty called me on the phone and was like, we're going to fly to Kansas city. We'd love to have an interview. And I was like, okay. And I think I got on a plane, like two days later, went to Kansas city, had my interview absolutely fell in love with Kansas city with women leaders. And I think I moved to Kansas city like three weeks later and started my job here. And it was, um, it was funny though, because I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was ready to leave the WBCA. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm not ready. And when I left, I was had to always pull the motions. I was like, gosh, I'm leaving a great job, but I know this is going to be a great job too. And when I came to women leaders, it was it was completely different. I was doing a lot more events at the WBCA. And then when I went to Women Leaders, I was, you know, this, but was doing all the facilitating, was doing all the education, had to be in front of the room. So I felt like, you know, my love to be Erin Andrews was coming back. Um, It was kind of full circle. And I got to just like sit there and listen and and be, be in the room and learn a ton about leadership. And so the first year was a lot of learning from Patty, a lot of sitting in the room, hearing from her. It was a lot of like, coaching really, you know, Patty's background is in coaching and that's what it was. And after a year I was like, okay, I know I made the right decision. I know I'm at the place where I'm supposed to be. And over the, you know, over the course of, I've been here for about three and a half years now, I've gotten, you know, two promotions in a, in a span of taking on more additional things. And this past year, obviously taking on events. So my events hat is coming back on, Mm -hmm. uh, taking over our national convention, still doing all of our leadership. So, you know, we have our summer programming, but that is also entails of our summer programming, our programming online. So virtual programming, our national convention, and now all these events that kind of happen around the country. So when we're at NACTA or at the WBCA or the Final Four or um, all these NCA convention, uh you're gonna you're gonna see me around hosting, hoping hopefully a really good happy hour, a good panel, different types of fun things, but It has been really cool to see all of the scopes of what I was doing, even as an intern working on hotel contracts, you know, I'm doing that again, but at just a different level. And it's just been really cool to see how different things have aligned with where I'm at in in my life.
0: What do you, so let's talk about more of, of some of the events that you're overseeing for people who don't know what are some of the main leadership offerings and, and events that women leaders puts on throughout the year
1: yeah of course um i'll start i i always like to call them our signature programs. so i'll speak specifically around our, our summer programming and those are actually right now applications for one one of them is open and then in the next couple of weeks for our applications for the, kind of our two big programs will open as well but i always like to say is it's steps along your life and your career so the first one we like to call it wls everyone loves a good acronym um so women leader women's leadership symposium and that's for individuals in their career zero to three years, uh, really trying to find their scope. This is more, we're gonna talk about their resume, their values, managing up, their career strategy, really trying to build on that like scope, right? When you get into college athletics and also like all about connection, right? Like you gotta meet your people early on in your career. College athletics is about like, not about who knows you, but like who will go to bat with you, who will like do things for you. Patty always says that, which I love. Uh, And that's kind of what WLS is. Then we go into next, which formerly used to be known as IAA, Institute for Administrative Advancement. It is now Institute for Advancement, uh, and that program is open to individuals four to seven years within sports. So that is another huge thing, which has been incredible, is recognizing like women needs more, like sports needs more women. So if that's college athletics, the same with, you know, we don't want to leave out the individuals that working at the Baltimore Ravens or the people that are at the Pistons or those individuals uh, and that program is we're going to start talking about different avenues in your career, right? Like still leadership, like how are you going to handle crucial conversations? What's the next step? We're really going to try to help you get advanced in your career. Um, that's in Kansas City this year, which is incredible. I'm so excited it's back in person in July. So if you are somewhere in that space in your career where you're ready to take that next step, come apply. We're ready for you, and it's, it'll be a great two-day experience. Next, after that is LEI, our Leadership Enhancement Institute. Once again, incredible opportunity. And this is for individuals that might be on senior staff, really close to senior staff, but still obviously trying to advance eight to 10 years within the career, maybe 10 plus. And this is when we really dive a little bit deeper into like industry experts, bringing people in to talk about all different avenues, like it, communication styles, all different aspects. The same thing staying though is like the connection piece, like meeting your people while you're at these institutes to help you so you can lean on them as you advance in your career. And then our last one, um, executive institute, LEI and EI go every other year, so this is an off year for EI, but EI is probably one of our highest advancement steps, um, along with our president search from Roundtable, which we just had a couple months ago, but EI is for women that are like one to two years away from taking the next step like to be in the chair whatever that chair is you know if it's the vp if it's a commissioner if it's um you know the ad that role and so we're going to get you in front of search firms and presidents the people that are making the hiring decisions and that is an incredible opportunity for women to really get the first scope of like what does it look like to be in the chair what is what what is this and obviously that's our signature, I always say our signature programming, right? But we have so many other offerings. If you haven't, check out our leadership hub. Um, We launched that last year. It has career resources, our podcasts, our member circles. Uh, There is incredible resources uh, on that as well. And and we oversee that at Women Leaders to make sure, end of the day, we want women to get connected. We want to help them advance. And however we can do that, um, we kind of want to be their pipeline to get them there.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And then of course the, the grand, can I say that the granddaddy of them all is the women leaders convention, which will be back in person. You were mentioning this year, also in Kansas city. Oh so,
1: yes, Taylor. I, I am glad you said that we, we <laughs> sure are. You're coming, right?
0: I would love to be there. I've never been to an in-person women leaders convention, the big convention before. Of course I've gone through WLS. I've been part yeah. of of IAA now IA. Uh, but Tell, tell me a little bit about the convention what's your role in you know planning and preparing for that what's it look like yeah so this
1: will be it. first year actually taking taking it completely on uh and it is oh my gosh i have never been more excited for an in person event uh our last in person event was in 2019 yeah. and out in phoenix and now to be able to host it in Kansas City we are blowing it up let me tell you uh like you said october 9th through 11th here in Kansas City and really we're just really trying to focus on this reunion, this reunion piece, right? So, we've had two virtual classes these past couple of years with IAA, with LEI, with EI, with WLS, and it's how do we get all of those people, but then all the people that were also in person? Like, how do we make this just a big reunion, a time for people to get together to connect two years away from each other? And, you know, we, we sometimes like to say, you know, this Oprah esque feeling of just you are going to, it's going to set your soul on fire for two days, for two to three days. And not only are you going to learn and get some great like programming, but also just being able to be around these women and these individuals to just to build relationships, to build, to meet up with your people. I mean, I'm honestly, I, I couldn't be more excited. I think you can tell how excited I am is just to be back in person, to see, to see your people. And I, I've been feeling that this year. I've been able to be out on the road a little bit more, and uh just seeing individuals they're ready so uh if you haven't already everybody listening in tuning in hold october 9th through 11th on your calendars kansas city book that flight come on down um barbecue great programming and uh great women leaders for everyone to be together
0: i love it i love it can we get any insider information on keynote speakers and that?
1: I just can't, i just can't yeah all I right mean, all right
0: uh, <laughs> tune weakness. in tune in soon to come Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right. So at this point, we've kind of, we've covered where you've been, we've covered what you're currently doing. I would love to know now what's kind of the next big thing that, that maybe you in your role are planning at women leaders, obviously conventions, summer programming, that kind of stuff, but what's the, what's the vision for the future? Um, and, and what do you hope kind of comes of, of next steps in general at women leaders, but also for your career?
1: Yeah, um, I think one stepping into this role, I'm just excited. I'm excited to see what we can do. I'm, ex- Patty is such a forward-thinking leader. Uh, we always like to say we're building the we're building the plane while we're flying it. So we're like, okay, we're we're on it and we're we're going. And that's truly what I see happening. Is we had some great board meetings in February. We've had great conversations with different leaders in the industry, and I think everybody, you know no more past what what is this what is what are we going into what is this new future what is what is this college athletics what is this sport landscape what is women in leadership roles in sport look like and that's truly like women leaders is ready to we want to be that you know that really facilitator to bring everyone together right like we want to be that group that everyone can turn to that is hey we are that landing spot And so what I look for, for excitement, because once again, don't want to, don't want to throw out too many teasers on here, uh, is just what is to come and what is to bring these people together. It's, we want to be, we want to be on the forefront, right. Of what's to come and everything that is happening within college athletics, everything that's happening on in the world is it's at the end of the day, we want to be the light. We want to be the, the really the people that are helping people move forward. And that's what we're going to do. And I'm excited for future events. What our events look like. I, my biggest thing is national national convention, right? Like what we've done in the past is that's the past. So what does this look like now? We can't go back to the same thing. You can get programming, right? Like we all know there's so many panels. There's so many, you know, these podcasts I know, but everyone's going to listen to this podcast. Yes. I'm that's gonna Roll down out there to everybody, but <laughs> you know, you can get, you can get leadership and education and these hot topics everywhere. So it's what's different. Like, what are we going to do different? And, yep. Because like I said, Patty is such a forward, forward thinker is, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that whatever we do is going to be, you know, is going to be great. And we're going to make sure that that aligns with what our membership needs at the same time.
0: That makes sense. All right. I have a, I have one final question for you. So the, uh, the show is called power, the journey, and we've talked about, right. Some of the things that have, have powered your journey, but what I would love to know is if you can turn back the dial, jump in your time machine if you can go back and, and look 18-year-old Kara in the face, what might you say to her? Ooh. I'm going to turn that I,
1: one, I'm going to say like, be proud of who you are because I would have 18-year-old Kara. I got voted most likely to stay in Grand Rapids, Michigan, right? Like <laughs> in high school. You uh, proved them wrong. Right. That's what I'm saying. And I think that's <laughs> what's cool is. It's 18-year-old Kara would be like, don't be afraid. Don't, Don't let anyone tell you, no, Um, you got to be resilient. You have to, you know, you got to, you got to know what you want, but also if you don't know what you want, it's not the end of the world. I think sometimes people get so hung up on, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, college athlete, Kara changed her mind six times. Not one of them worked out and it was for a reason, right? Like it was for a reason. Right. And I always live by my motto every day is like, be the light in the room and treat everybody like every single person is treated the same way. If you're an intern, if you're a CEO, if you're the janitor, if you are the dang VP at the NCAA, treat them the same because people are people. And that is what I have tried to do every single day of my life. And um, I think it has done me well. And you got to be genuine too, right? like, you got it, you got it, you got it. That's, that's who you got to be. But 18 year old Carol would look at, you know, Kara now and say that she's proud and she's proud and happy of where she's at, because that's about what I feel. I'm, I'm happy. I'm so happy to be where I'm at and could not, like I said, I'm, I'm living, I'm living where I want to be right now. And I'm in my dream job right now and who knows what that is in five years, 10 years. But right now I'm just so, I'm so happy to be where I'm at.
0: I love it. I love it. I wish that there was a time machine. So we also had the opportunity to talk to 18 year old Kara. I think that would be a good conversation.
1: (laughs) She was just, she was about the same. Um, you know, just as bubbly, tried to talk to everybody, same girl, but, uh, maybe I just gr- grown up a little bit. Which is- <laughs>
0: right. There you go. There you go. Well, Kara, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great to catch up with you and talk more about all the great things that you have going on just in general in life, but also at, at women leaders.
1: Yeah. Cannot thank you enough, Taylor. Love, love being here. And, that uh, you let me know what you need from us and we're here
0: I love it. I love it. All right. It has been uh, my pleasure to jump back on today. Um, if you enjoyed our conversation today, please let us know. You can like and subscribe to the podcast, Power the Journey on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check back in next week as we interview another industry leader. Uh, and don't forget, your journey has power.